Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, everybody, let's get into it. Get stoked. Get started. Get started. Welcome, Big Brother fans. This is your Rad Reality Show Network. We connect you to the reality stars you love. I'm Sherry Garcia, and I'm so glad you can be here tonight with us for Manic Mondays with our beautiful host, Michelle Costa, from Big Brother Season 10, also known as the Portuguese Princess from Providence. have questions or comments, call in at one three four seven two three seven five five zero six. And once you're on our switchboard, please do remember to listen to the prompts and press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you want to join us on air and you're not just listening to the show from our switchboard. Now let's get this show started with a little intro for our host. Here we go. Wanna play with magic? Boy, you should know what you're calling for. Baby, do you dare to do this? Cause I'm 
Welcome, Big Brother fans. This is the Red Reality Show Network. I'm Cherry Garcia. It's March 27th, 2017, and it's time for Manic Mondays with our host, Michelle Casta, from Big Brother Season 10. And Big Brother Canada 5 is in its second week, and the drama is getting good. And, of course, Michelle has two great guests lined up for tonight to recap all the fun. Joe LaFave was just in the house last season on BB Can 4, so we can't wait to hear what he thinks about the new cast and who his favorites are and all that good kind of stuff. And also, the adorable Suzette Amaya will be here for her weekly segment called Suzette Sizes Up Canada. So it's going to be a great show, and if you want to participate, call in with your questions or comments for Michelle, Joel, or Suzette at one three four seven two three seven five five zero six. And please remember to press the number one key on your phone once you're on our switchboard. This puts an indicator on the switchboard that lets us know that you're ready to join us on air and you're not just listening to Manic Mondays from our switchboard. Now let's bring up our host and get Manic Mondays underway. Hi, Michelle. How are you, and how was your weekend, babe? Hello, Miss Cherry Pie. Hello, everybody out there. Happy Manic Monday. And my weekend was good. I mean, it was quiet, nothing too crazy going on. Kind of still in winterland here, Cherry. Uh, it's cold, it's freezing, and we're expecting more snow in the next couple of days. So, I'm just You're grinning me. without, no, I'm grinning without wanting to, that my face hurts. I just can't. I need, I need, I haven't seen the sun in about four or five days. I need vitamin D, and I need some serotonin. I don't want any snow. snow. It's just ridiculous. So Mother Nature, if you don't stop what you're doing, I'm going to punish you and I'll put you on slap. Don't make me get crazy because you already know I'm cray-cray. Just an FYI, uh, Block Talk Radio, we're going to put you on slap too because you are giving some people some problems getting in the chat room. I've gotten a couple of messages and also myself. getting trouble getting into the chat room. So I'm just saying, Blog Talk, get your stuff together. Um, so much to talk about, Cherry Pie. How was your weekend before we get into where we start, We don't stop talking and we just blah, 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 blah? <laughs> we had a fairly nice weekend. It's It's been a um, pretty nice weekend, but today it started raining and we're supposed to have a fairly rainy week. Then next weekend is supposed to be nice again, but our temperatures are fairly nice and warm. Um, we're not anywhere near snow temperatures, that's for sure. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it's almost been hot um, in my house, and we're just like, you know, it's still March. We can't turn on the AC yet, <laughs> you know. So I've been keeping fans on in the house. Oh. Well, I wish I had that problem. We are officially the coldest air uh, location in the whole entire United States. So there's our number Aww. one. Yay. Yay. Go us. Woo. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> we're on the top of the list, Jerry. 
Yeah, we made it. I'm so glad. Anyway, we got so much to talk about. Before we get into Big Brother Canada, um, I want to touch base on something real quick because I know we're not going to talk about it. Um, but I do want to let you guys know we have Suzette Lamaya calling. Uh, she's going to be sizing up Big Brother Canada. And boy, do we got lots to talk about. Um, and also, Joel from last season of Big Brother Canada, he will be calling in as well. Can't wait to hear his perspective. He's just got out of the house, so he's fresh out. Um, watching the next season of his, seeing what's going on in the house right now. The vets are going after each other. You know, there's flop being strewn throughout the entire uh, cast because they're punished. So we're going to talk about that. But I wanted to talk real quick. We don't get to really talk about Survivor too much when we're talking about Big Brother because, you know, we just don't have time. But I just want to say I'm upset that Caleb left. Uh, not last week, but the following week before that. He left exactly the same time that he was airlifted out of the previous survivor. Day nine. Yep, day nine. Yep, day nine. Um, Number nine is not your lucky number. Do not play in the lottery. Uh, We would have loved to have seen you play further in the game, but unfortunately your boy Ty kind of took you out of the game, so... He went to your wedding and stuff. I mean, I know playing for a game, but damn, I mean, at least try to get your friend a little bit longer, then take him out, you know, because it's understandable. But right away, jeesh. So I'm actually a little disappointed in him. But um, I hear that, you know, there's some future uh, show for Caleb, let's put it that way. So I don't know if you guys have seen the rumors, but, uh, you know, a little race. That might be amazing, is a rumor. So, just like I'm in Big Brother Canada House, and I've come in the form of slop. So, rumor mills, we don't know. Um, but la- but the week that we just had of Survivor was kind of crazy, Cherry. We saw it going in <laughs> <laughs> what for... <laughs> What seemed to be uh, the debates amongst themselves going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, uh, this one talking about that one. I never seen it. Jeff Probst was like, what was happening? What were your thoughts on what was going down? I couldn't even believe what I was watching, Cherry. Yeah, they had um, pretty much for the first time ever, they had two tribes going to tribal council with only one person being evicted. And so the two tribes had to decide on one person. Well, one tribe was one person heavy. So someone broke rank. You know, that tribe had one person more, and they were going to be able to rule the the vote. But there was one person on each tribe that, you know, each tribe wasn't too sure of either. You know, they were afraid of... Right, they were one person on each tribe they were afraid was going to flip. And so they kept jumping up in the middle of tribal council and having all these little powwows and whispering. And Jeff Probst was just like, what in the hell is happening here? You know, what is going Um, on? (laughs) (laughs) It was absolutely crazy. Um, Well, we also saw Ty pulling out the idol which he found, and yes. I was, I don't know if you were, like, 
kind of going, he, he gave it to Sierra, but I was kind of like, I don't know if they could have voted Sierra at this time with all the back and forth banter. I was like, oh, my God, is this going to work? I don't know. I don't know. And at the end of it all, Cherry, one, one of my favorite work. players, it worked. <laughs> and I'm sad to see him go early. Um, oh, my gosh. It broke my heart to see him go. I adore him. And oh, Malcolm, to see him Malcolm, walk Malcolm. out, Malcolm is one of my favorite survivors of all time. And to see him go and to see how it hurt his heart. I mean, he was hurt. truly hurt. And to see the pain in his heart. Oh, you felt it. To see how much you it pained it. him. It really hurt me. I was really mm-hmm. touched by that. It really hurt me. And But, I mean, as far as gameplay, I have to hand it to them. I mean, it was great gameplay. It great. just hurt it like hell. Couldn't, couldn't have played the idol so good. But once again, Cherry, the queen just is hanging out with her legs up, chilling, getting fanned while eating grapes. We're talking about Sandra. Queen Sandra gets away with oh another gosh. one again. And, and Cherry... Before, you know, while they're doing the tribal council, she's looking at everybody going, I ain't going anywhere. I'm staying I know. Right she goes, here. She goes, I'll tell you one thing. I know it ain't me going home. I'll tell you that much. I was like, oh, my God, the boldness of this girl is too much. You know, much. usually in most instances when somebody gets that cocky, it's their time to go. But not Sandra. Sandra gets that cocky every week and she never goes home. <laughs> it's like crazy. I just, I, I just, you know, it's, you just are watching a person who won Survivor twice and who was given two chances to do it. So it wasn't like she went there, you know, five times. And she won. And there she is laughing at everybody, her team, the other team, Jeff. She don't care. If they she don't get her on three she may win a third time because if if she gets to the where it's individual, I don't know if they're going to get her out. I mean, they've had plenty of opportunity to, right? There was one week that she was safe, last week, I believe. All the other weeks, she was up there. Opportunity to get the queen off her throne. But they're handing her cheese platters and wine. They are, they are rubbing her feet. You know, once it goes to individual play, they're going to be so worried about the other targets that she's going to go under the radar for quite some time because, you know, they're going to be going after some other targets. And that, I think, you know... She may be there for quite some time if they don't get her before it goes to individual. Yeah. Gameplay. We will see what happens. We will see what happens. Um, It's amazing to me that she's still there. Yeah. I I just wanted to talk a little bit about that because I knew we didn't get to talk about Caleb last week, and I wanted to get that in. 
Um, so let's move on to Big Brother Canada 5, which is everything, Jerry. Uh, uh, if you guys, if this is your first year, I've gotten so many messages, Cherry, online, on my social medias, of people that never watched Big Brother Canada, okay? And they're watching Big Brother Canada for the first time, and we are watching it as past watchers, and it gets better and better and better and better and better and better. It's so good, Jerry. So I know. Good. Finger licking good. But we will be discussing my boy who left last week, which I didn't want to see him go. But you know what? I know. Got to go. But I, I, I'm a little, I'm a little bit not understanding about why the vets are turning on each other so quickly. And the newbies must be like, this is amazing. Look at them going at each other's throat. And so this, this week we've seen it again, and I am very upset, Cherry. I'm very, very, very upset that they are going after my Cassandra. I'm very upset, and I really hope that there's some way, somehow, uh, sequester of evicted house guests happens this week. Because we know that uh, uh, Mark did make it home. And Dallas, we saw a video of him rocking out with his big brother family. So the sequesters for the first two are out the window. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do. Because Cass is entertaining. She's very good at flipping, manipulating. She's hilarious. What do you think about them putting up Cass? And and the fact that Netta won, do you think that she should have gone and won um, HOH when she's already safe and has a target on her? If you were Netta, Cherry, would you have gone uh, for the HOH win? I don't know because she's already safe. You know, she's already safe until jury. But on the other hand, it gives her the opportunity to make some big moves while she's safe. I guess. Hmm. I don't know what she's thinking. I, You know. Would you have laid back and let other, you know, vets or something win, then take the blood off your hands and maybe be just kind of like the little, the little netta on the shoulder. This is what you should do, and lay low because we already know. Obviously, netta's been doing pretty good on these competitions, so. I would lay low, but at the same time, a lot of people are thinking, you know what? She is safe, so she needs to get maybe all the people against her out now so that she's sitting pretty with her alliance when it gets to that point. Um, well, and I she may be thinking, you, you know, think too. if people voted for her, they may be expecting her to to play hard, and if she sat back, they may be disappointed in her, you know. That may be what's in her mind. You know, if she laid low, they may, 
she may be feeling like the people that voted for her would be disappointed in her. I mean, yeah, it could be a possibility, but, you know, some of them maybe not even think of that route. It's when you're in a lights together, you kind of, you know, try to stick together, you know, and, you know, think of other things maybe first before that. But, yeah, I'm sure that's something that it's a game play in their mind because they all know that, obviously, Canada voted for her. So they definitely have her probably, you know, if she is in their alliance, um, let's look out for her when it comes down to the numbers getting minimal. But right now it's it's early, but I, I like the hard gameplay right off the bat. I mean, they've been playing hard, and that's exactly what they've been doing and showing us. Um, let's go back to, to next week, to last week. Um, there was a lot of big, big brother aunt said, um, in the chat, um, Netta is getting rid of the biggest shield she has for when she isn't immune. This is a horrible strategic move. And I think I, I tend to agree with that. You know, if she has somebody in front of her that is a bigger target, why get rid of them right now? Hmm. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, you took out Dallas, who obviously keeps shooting himself in the foot. You know, you keep people around like that in the beginning of the game, um, you know, where there's a lot of people. Um, he definitely stuck his foot in his mouth many times. Uh, was it the smart thing to get him out? I don't, I don't think so. Not when you have vets and you have newbies, when you have a mix. If it's all brand-new cast and you've got that one person that's, you know, uh, keeps continuously lying and um, possibly had a fake fight, which we we know that that wasn't uh, right. But I'll I'll give props to Emily for coming up uh, with uh, the fake fight thing. So you know these newbies, I mean, they're 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 doing pretty good with the vets. I think that they're kind of like right there with them, you know. Um, getting into, you know, alliances, relationships, mingling, um, which a lot of them are going after Dallas for doing. And they're all doing the same thing, Cherry. What do you think about the hypocrisy, hypocrites um, talking about Dallas being friendly with the newbies, but yet we've seen all of the vets having relationships with the newbies? What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's, you know, there again, it's like that's just something they picked to, to sort of choose as a reason to you know get them out, but they've all done the same thing, you know, so I don't think that's really a reason. I don't know. I think that uh, all of them just don't want to be the one to be going home, so they, they try to find the least vet to have connections with people or, um, I mean, I guess Dallas maybe didn't have, you know, the big connections with the alliances, though he did. He just wasn't the uh, 
first or second or third, he was more like the wheel, the the fifth wheel, you know, um, expendable, I guess you could say. They, whether he's there or not, you know, they just maybe didn't know what he would do at any particular time, um, how he would vote or how he would uh, nominate. Um, and, you know, that doesn't give him a reason, I think, to get them, get him out and give the newbies a chance to be even now because, Cherry, they were one down, the newbies. So we started off with eight mates. So Mark went, boom. So that leaves, you know, the, the vets with that one extra. So when you take out Dallas, now they're even, Cherry. There's no, you know, one-upper. They're even. They get out yeah, Dallas went to the Dallas went to the, the returning players and tried to say, you know, look, I'm with you guys 110%. And he tried to get back in with the, the returnees and say, you know, let's do this. I'm I'm with you guys. You guys have my back. Can we do this? You know, and they were all like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, and they all seemed, not all of them, but most of them kind of seemed to say, well, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know. You know, they wouldn't give him a solid answer and, just wouldn't sort of let him in, you know? And yeah, they like so then he didn't really have any, yeah, he didn't really, they gave him the cold shoulder and he didn't really have any choice at that point. He was on the block. He had to make some move for himself. He's not going to sit there with his thumb up his ass. He had to make some type of move to try to save himself so he really didn't have any other choice but to at least try to go to the, the new kids and say, you know, look, can I work with you guys? Can we, you know, kind of depend on you? Because the returnees weren't giving him anything. And at the same time, Cherry, the, the, the vets said, you know, we're all together. We're sticking together. We don't need to talk to each other all the time you know, mingle, be with the newbies. And obviously the smart thing to do would be to get information, right? So if you're with the newbies and, you know, a lot of people don't communicate with them, wouldn't you want one person with this newbie alliance and one this person with this newbie alliance and get what they're saying, get some information, and then bring it back right. to the vets, you know? Right. And so I think that would have been the smart thing to do. And, and even Dallas said, I'm just doing what you guys told me. You guys said we don't need to have any affirmation all the time that we're in a group together. It's automatic. We are the vets. You told me to go mingle with the newbies, and that's what I did. And, you know, you're not going to alienate yourself either, right, Sherry? I mean, if I was in that house, you better believe I'd be talking to everybody. That's what you're supposed to do where some people you're talking maybe life some people you're talking game some people you might be fake talking which you don't know you don't want to play with them but you want to know what they're thinking i mean it's like detective work you know that's what you're supposed to do and the vets are kind of playing like it's their first time a little bit where they're outing themselves in their games and um you know, it's easier 
said out here than it is in there. Things change all the time. But I'm just really surprised that this early in the game and number-wise, you want to make sure you have the numbers when it gets closer to that jury time. And then all, you know, everybody fend for themselves. That that they're actually thinking about getting rid of another vet. And for me, it's not for game-wise moves. It's I think some might be a little bit personal moves. I mean, you know, um, how they've had interactions outside of the house. You know, this one lives in this this city. This one doesn't live in this city, so doesn't do a lot. You know. Um, don't get me wrong, Cassandra is a, a, a player to watch out for. But deal right. with that when it needs to be dealt with. You know, don't deal with that now. Deal with that in a few weeks, you know, because once you get into I wanted the to let you know that we do have your Suzette on the switchboard. All right. Well, you know what? Who better to talk about the Big Brother Canada family then Suzette, she's got to get into this right now because we need some Canada influence to get up in here. Let's bring her up. Let's bring up Suzette, Miss Suzette Amayas, as Suzette sizes up Canada. Hi, Suzette. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, Suzette. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, thank you for having me on the show again. Oh, awesome. girl, we love having you. you. We yes. love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are we've, we are in conversation mode. You know that stuff is going crazy oh, right now. Yeah. It's going crazy. Give us a little bit of what right now we're talking about the fact that these vets are going after vets at this early time where the numbers are important and I'm thinking that this is a lot of personal stuff, not yeah. gameplay wise. Like so, what do you think? I mean, like, look, they're going after Cass. Like, but you know what the thing is? You would think they'd want to be sticking together. But you've got to remember that Big Brother puts people in the house with different personalities. And even though it, in a perfect world, everyone's getting along and we're going to bring you to the final end, you know, final four or whatnot. But some personalities are going to gravitate to certain personalities. And, you know, like we've seen Dallas leave, maybe he just wasn't the kind of personality that they were fully trusting him till the end. And now Cass, right? So I would imagine that they're turning on each other for a bit of personal reasons, but also, too, they're all threats to each other. You know, you don't want to take a strong person to the end because how do you know if you're going to beat that person? I mean, it well, all at this point, should be, we should be being singing kumbaya. But you know, when the, when the iron is hot, you got to strike it to get these strong players out. And Michelle, like if you were in the house and I was in the house, we'd go as far as we could. But at some point, you know, you've got to, you know, let. And there's so many. Uh, returnees right now, I think they can afford to let go of a couple. Well, the week two, Dallas goes. So now they're okay. So week one, Mark went. Okay. So the, the newbies are down. Week two, Dallas goes. Now they're even. They send out Cass, which I will be devastated, which it's a probably a 99.9%. Yes, you are the father, Maury moment. 
<laughs> they're going to be down. They're going to be down. So now they're going to be down one. Yeah. I would think do that maybe, you know, week five or week six so that once you get to the jury or something like that, Balls to the walls. That's it. Okay, we're 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 gonna have to put our friendship to the side and let's play this game and that's it. But they gotta get to that point. These newbies must be like, hey, they're doing the dirty work for us. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, you know, we haven't really seen these newbies at their fullest potential because everyone's so focused on the returnees. So it's kind of exciting that the 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 newbies kind of get in a chance to kind of show themselves a little bit. But you can tell they're shaking like leaves against all these vets, right? And, um, you know, yeah, when these guys are turning on each other, the numbers are still in our favor right now, you know? Um, I think the the thing is that we haven't seen the capability of everyone because they're feeling intimidated, these newbies, right? But, you know, who are the stronger players? That's what you got to look at. Right? We got really strong players. Um, I think Kevin's a strong player. You know, Bruno's a strong player, right? But you had to t- they had to take up another alpha male, right? And, you know, they tried to get Dylan out, but that just didn't work out, right? So, you know, when it's funny. When you see the, the, the newbies talking with Dallas when he's just at one-ditch effort, you're looking around the, the room of all the, the newbies. They're not the strongest players I've ever seen on Big Brother. We haven't seen it yet. It's still fairly new. I know the live feeds show so so show so much, but we just haven't seen their potential. We're only going by what we know from the vets that they're strong players. So I don't know. I think that right now there's com- yeah people are throwing each other under the bus right now. You know. Um, there, there's some people that are saying Bruno and they're saying Kevin and whatnot. Um, but there are some people are, who are kind of really gravitating towards the vets and are giving them the numbers too. Like Dre's hanging out with the vets. You know, I could see yeah. her being a number for them, right? Um, you know, Karen will take out a vet in a heartbeat. And, yes, um, you know, so they're, they're – but still, when you look at it completely, you'll see that – we still have my numbers. Do you think, though, that the vets are showing their cards too much right now? You know, that, oh, that they're all playing so of... hard. You know, um, it's been pretty quiet. He's, he's, he's actually kind of laying low this season. Netta, she's, she's, she's one lucky girl, let me tell you that. Kevin, oh, man, like, I was absolutely shocked when he said he was flirting in a flirt mask, kind of like, just to gain that trust, which is going to backfire on him, you know what I mean? Um, Bruno, he seems cool with everybody, right? But he is a threat, but not as a person, just because, you know, he's a great player. Um, Aika, she's just laying out her cards like no tomorrow, you know, and being friends with everybody, and and she's great to watch, but, um, you know, we'll see what her strategy is going to be. Cindy's in a really good position, you know, Cindy with an F and doing um, pretty satisfactory right now. Yes, it's really good. It's good to see, right? Um, you know, I have a question Sandra, from the uh, chat room. Yes. What does everyone think about the house? This is from Big Brother Ant. 
What does everyone think about the house guests being punished for saying F you to BB and talking bad about past house guests, most, no- most notably Netta talking about Sabrina? Oh, I think I it's unclassed. Say, but but you, you, go, you go first, Suzette, and you I, know, I will um, back I, it up. I, that's one thing I absolutely hate is people who trash talk previous house guests. You know, you don't see it in Big Brother UK, and you don't see it in Big Brother Australia. People just – it's like a – why talk – why bash other people? I know it's kind of relevant. People think about it, but truly, like, it's unclassy. It's, there's no intent in the game whatsoever. It has nothing to do with the current house. So why do it? And then when people disrespect Big Brother, oh, my God, you beat out thousands of people to be on the show that thousands of people are watching. When you beat disrespect, it's like being disrespectful in someone else's house, you know? Um, I don't tolerate it. I don't like it. I think it's very disrespectful. And I think that when you agree to go on the show, I know there's a lot of emotions. You go cabin fever. You get crazy. But you're agreeing to go on a show for this experience, Right? And it is competitive, yeah. and it is very emotionally draining. But when people do that, it just it just puts a bad taste in my yeah. mouth, and I think it's very disrespectful. Okay, so my thoughts. I on agree this. with you. I was a little bit surprised that they went through with this punishment, and I think that you know if that's what they need to do, then they obviously felt the need to do it. Maybe previously in other seasons, whether it be Canada or U.S. They have gave them, they've threatened them that they were going to do something, but they never followed through. Do people talk about past Big Brother guests? Yes. Is it an automatic? Yes. When you start talking about family and stuff like that and relationships or whatever, personal stuff, hell to the no. You don't do stuff like that. Do not. You never disrespect Big Brother production, people working hard, um, you know, there every day. Um, when Big Brother tells you to do something, you know, you're supposed to do what you're supposed to do. I understand you are in a bad mood, whatever. There's times that you don't. But eventually you give in, and that's it. But I think that there was a, there must have been something really big that happened or was said that, that, that they received phone calls about, you know, something that could really be detrimental to someone's personal life. And... You know, when you go into that house, you know, your family has to approve of you talking about them. Uh, you have to have approval from your work environment. So you just can't go talking about anybody. And I feel that that probably is the same for past Big Brother house guests. You can maybe talk about their gameplay and stuff like that, but I don't know if you can really talk about other things that happen outside the house. Do we well, know... I'm sorry, but also, too, in Big Brother UK, they do have a disclaimer. Like, they don't tolerate things that could be, like, when, say, someone gets in trouble for doing something on Big Brother, whether it's, like, slander or something that's homophobic or whatnot, they always say that there are rules that you ha- They give you warnings. Like, there's a rule. You, ha- you can't do- say or do things that is a harm to the viewing public, you know? And a harm to the viewing public or the production could be slandering somebody or trash-talking somebody on national television. Like, this is a TV show. Yeah, but, you know, like, if someone was slandering me and trash-talking me, oh, yeah, maybe I might call my lawyer, you know? So, you know, I think that sometimes when people get carried away and, and these emotions, we're surrounded. Some people, we live in a big brother world, and we're not going to get along, but 
two years later still talk about Sabrina? Come on. Sabrina was one of my most favorite house guests oh, to watch, whether you liked amazing. her or didn't like her. I loved watching her. She was great television. And the fact is, there's some house guests that don't like her. Get over it. You know? You're on Big Brother now. You should be just so happy to be on that show. Yeah. I mean, do we know... Do yeah, size it up, girl. Do do we know like I mean, because I'm not a feed watcher, you know. Was there like I don't want to get into it, but was it more you guys think on the production end, or do you think it was something that was said about a past house guest that could then slander, and maybe something like I'm calling my lawyer situation happened. I mean, you know. Saying, you know, no big brother, I'm not going to do that, you know, and, you know, that that happens all the time. Um, had to have taken it to a certain point where they were like, we will have none of this anymore. Well, I'm hoping that they were setting a standard where, you know what, this is just not cool. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. Over the weekend, um, I was in Ottawa, and the Indigenous community has this huge, massive award show that happens. It's on global television. And I've done a lot of stuff with this organization called Inspire. And you know what? The entire production crew for that Inspire Awards that I attended and I, and I presented at are the same production crew as Insight. And they, they work on the production. They had one day off, half of the crew, and they, they were there in Ottawa. And so when I left the show at the award show, I met so many people, the actual men and women who work on, behind the scenes tirelessly every day in sound, in, in, in videotaping, transcribing, and the cameraman. I met all the people that had their day off, worked at the award show I was just at on Friday, and then the next day they're back on Big Brother production. And, you know, when you meet those men and women who they love Big Brother, they're huge fans, they're part of a beautiful team at Inspire, uh, um, Insight, Insight Productions that puts on Big Brother, this is their life. They don't want it to be tainted with a, a brush that's just, you know, um, because of people's personalities of negativity. Yeah, some of it's show business, but some of it is absolutely unnecessary. Michelle, I just yeah. wanted to let you know that Joel is on the switchboard. Okay. Well, Suzette, we have a guest tonight yes. to join us. Yay! I figured, I you it. know, let's let's see what somebody who, you know, is fresh out of the Big Brother room and is now watching somebody eating their porridge <laughs> and laying in their bed. And, you know, I also want to know about what our topic is that we're discussing right now and get their insight because I think it's really important for people to know what, um, you know, past Big Brother house guests think about, you know, you know, the first time, you know, ever within Canada or the U.S. that the entire house has gotten a punishment. So without further ado, everybody, let's bring up our – other guests Let's of the evening, special amazing guest. Yes, we have Joel from Big Brother Canada 4. Hi, Joel. How are you? Hey, good. How are you guys doing today? We are fantastic, hey, Joel. Joel. Hey, hey, girl. Got my bandana on. Got my bandana on. Uh, oh, shit. It's the party. <laughs> That's it. Well, how Joel, you I screw up your name, Joel? <laughs> hey. And obviously, Miss Cherry Pie. Oh, yeah, yes, I screw up your name, Joel. Did well, you how did your last name pronounced? No, what? What'd you say? How bad did I screw up your name? I said Lafave. No, you got. Yeah, that's it. 
No, that's it. Woo. Is that right? Honestly, you got it on. Yeah, awesome. no, you got it exactly. Bang on. You're like the first one in history. Congratulations. Oh my God. Way to go, Terry Pie. <laughs> Way to go. go. Okay. Well, Joel, I, I um, we had to just... ask because I wasn't sure. All right, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Go, Cherry. We should do some applause because, you know, I can never get a last name, so good for you. Um, Joe, I want you to pipe in right now. Um, we were just talking about, you know, the first punishment of the entire house, talking about uh, past house guests, you know, telling Big Brother Production basically F you. Um, we gave mm-hmm. our thoughts. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? You know, you just got out of the house. You're fresh out, and you're watching these people in your house. And, you know, give us your insight on that. Uh, I mean, in terms, when you're talking in terms of if you're saying just F you to production to to all the people that are there, I think that is un- totally understandable if that's the reason that they're being punished because they're the ones that put faith in you, put confidence in you and said, you know what, we're picking you guys. You are sort of the chosen ones that are picked out of the 5,000, 10,000, however many people try out for the show across Canada and the, those people that would, you know, give anything, give all blood, sweat, and tears to want to get into that house. So if it is, in fact, just for that reason, then it's totally understandable, very, like, makes perfect sense whatsoever to do that because, you know, it's their, it's their show. You're the talent on the show, and it's it, you're the one that's picked. So it's it's more or less, you know, just count your blessings and be happy that you have a shot to do what a lot of people in Canada would love to do. And you have a shot at getting a pretty decent grand prize at the end of the day. And you know, how many people get to say in their lifetime that, Hey, I got like a one in 15, 16 shot at a hundred thousand dollars. So in terms of the production side, it's totally understandable. In fact, I think even if it's, uh, I heard you guys talking a little bit about if it's talking about past house guests and things like that. And obviously there's always going to be stuff that is going to be said, whether uh, it's people on social media or other people like that. We're all fans of the game. So we're all going to talk about like, oh, some of our favorite players. And you remember this move and you remember this crazy thing that happened and what and whatnot. So it's inevitable that that stuff's going to happen. But um, I do like that they seem to be running a bit of a tighter ship because I'm of the same sort of mentality as Suzette that I, I realize that sometimes in the heat of the moment, things get said about people in the house or, or things are always, you're always compared to past house guests or things like that. But um, depending on how far it goes, I just, I always find that the personal side of things doesn't really have a place in big brother. And I really don't see the need for that as a strategic game move. It doesn't seem strategic to me to be um, trashing somebody else. If you're talking about their family, if you're talking about all this other stuff, just because you're mad that they nominated you or whatever. And it's definitely completely unnecessary to be doing that. If you're mentioning the production side of things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people sent me messages and said I was being talked about. It wasn't anything bad, you know, but what happens if it was, what happens if they were saying something that was a lie or, you yeah. know, that my my employment heard and, you know, don't, you know, just hears it and goes, well, I know she hangs out with them, but it's sort of a true, you know, I, I don't know. Um, so, you know, for me, it's like, I think there's enough going on in the house right now uh, that, that that doesn't need to be done. Uh, but guess what? Big Brother did it, you guys. Big Brother chained up the refrigerator and they're all on slop. 
You know, the, yeah. the, no hot water, no hot water. And we're going to see this for what, guys, three days? Is that what's happening, three days? Uh, yeah, that would probably make sense. I mean, because eviction's coming up in two or three days. So usually they would well, say, okay, nothing for the end of the week. And yeah. you got to understand, like, Big Brother is, like, you know, does things to kind of get people's reactions. And, you know, we say punishment, but it's also production. It's entertainment, too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in the house, everyone was sleeping. When they on the contract, you have to stay awake. And people would just nap all half the day away when a lot of feeds are, like, boring AF, right? So they cut off our water for 24, 48 hours, right? But it's entertaining for live feeders. It's entertaining for the public to see, you know, like, house guests, oh, moving and grinding, like, oh, this sucks, you know? So, you know, we always have to think of it in a positive light, too, because it is boring when nothing's going on and everyone's sort of, uh, set in stone, like in three days we're evicting this person, that person's out, done, right? So, you know, there's always a motive, too, and we can't always look at it like, oh, it's a punishment. You know, this is their show, and they're going to do what they want to do. That's what you sign up for. Yeah, and exactly like Suzette said, if you're if you're going in there thinking that you're not going to be punished, it's, you're not necessarily um, only going to suffer consequences because of a mistake that you made. Like, for example, I accidentally ate when I was on flop and I was a complete accident, but I obviously like got punished for that. But, you know, you're going to just for the sake of the game and for the sake of Big Brother, anybody who watches it, you're going to have to endure punishments, whether it's in a competition that you desperately need to win to be head of household. You know, there's those price of POV competitions or, you know, you lose a competition just because the rest of your team sucks or something like that. And all of a sudden you're on slop or you just get picked by somebody else to be on slop or Canada votes. So there's a variety of things that are, is just sort of, in the grand scheme of things when it comes to Big Brother. And anybody who is going into that house should have known that going into it. Yeah. And also, it's classic Big Brother. Like, Big Brother UK, uh, even in Canada, someone tampered with the the camera. Well, no one tampered with the camera. So it just sets up paranoia, and everyone's fighting. Did you tap with the camera? No, I didn't touch the camera. You must have had to touch the camera. And everyone gets in pandemonium mode, and it's great television. And uh, UK is infamous for doing stuff like that. Punishments bring out great drama, reactions, laughs. And, uh, you know, I, I think that it's not always negative. I think it's a positive, too, at times. Hey, I think it knocks them all off their totem pole and puts them all in level playing field. They're all on slop. They're yes. all right there. There ain't no better person in there right now. They're all with no hot water, and they're eating the slop. So maybe that might change some of their minds and maybe change some of their votes. Who knows? We don't know. All right, so we talked a lot about that. I, I need to get I need to get uh, Suzette and Joel's uh, reactions to this. We talked a little bit about this earlier before you guys both came on. I want to know what you guys think. Um, let's start off with Suzette. Okay, so Netta has the safety Till jury, Canada voted her to safety. Till jury, so she's got a target, but she's sitting pretty right now until she gets there. Do you think it was a good move for her to get HOH? Do you think she should have go? For, she should go for it like she did and get a big target out, or do you think she should have laid low, let another vet get the blood on their hands, 
and not put as much as a target in your back. Suzette, size up. Get it. Uh, let's think about it. Uh, well, you want to get out people, like, winning it. You want to win as many HOHs as you can, if you, especially if you're going to be someone who's a major target. And if she's HOH and she can get out someone who's potentially going to come after her when, the, when all is said and done, do it, you know. Um, this is an opportunity to kind of show that she's there to play the game, which she is. But she was trying to lay low, but she does have a reputation to keep, you know, of being there on her own without John and, and also being able to rework those alliances. She needs to show that, hey, maybe in the last week I really didn't do much, but now I'm actually here. And you know what? Don't mess with me because I can win some comps, right? So I think it was probably a good thing for her because say if someone, you know, what she's not quite seeing right now is that it's not going to, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be the newbies that are going to victor. It's going to be one of the her own people within her own camp. You know, like, let's be honest, right? They're already kind of uh-huh. when we heard uh, Ika talking with Gary and then, you know, Cassandra does say who knows, right? So, but, you know, when you're doing the stats of Big Brother, you want those HOHs. You really do. Okay, so you think that it was a good idea for her to do, yeah. to go for it, take it out of that, and then hopefully she makes it past this you know, the safety of jury. All right. Well, we got... if you know someone who's coming after you, if you know that somebody is, is definitely going to try to take you out, you got to you gotta strike before that person strikes back, right? So I think that's probably a good thing for her. Okay. Well, we got Suzette's side of it. Joe, what do you think? Do you think that Netta should have just maybe laid low and been a Netta on the shoulder and whispered in a ear of another vet and said to do this or do you think that it was smart for her to go for it with her safety reins i mean if you look at netta's track record from season number two she seemed to be more of the person behind the scenes that was working it that way without actually having the power to be able to do that you saw the way that she sort of um was talking to john when john blindsided arlie way back in season number two so she's clearly very highly skilled at that but i think with netta the fact that she has like probably the greatest power in the history of Big Brother U.S. or Big Brother Canada, like, ever. Like, she's got zero repercussions, and she's safe for at least another three or four weeks, depending on when jury happens. So I think for her, for a couple of reasons, it's not a bad idea to win head of household at this point. Number one, because, um, like Suzette said, there are – she clearly knew going into the season that she was the number one target, that everybody was going to be scared to death of her because everybody saw how ruthless she was and just how incredibly charming she could be at the same time, which is a deadly combination when you're playing Big Brother. So uh, I I think for her, if there's a time to want to win HOH when you can't really have anybody else sort of shoot arrows back at you, then I think now is the time to do it because she can easily get somebody out who is talking about her, who is frightened by her, or who, you know, maybe had a bad vibe from her or has a jealousy thing, whatever you want to do it. There's clearly people who um, are scared of Netta. So Netta winning right now not only can get her to get a target out who is after her, but at the same time, when you're head of household, a lot of people will come to you and a lot of people will want to cut deals with you, will want to, uh, you know, talk to you, make alliances and stuff like that. A lot of that can happen when you're in power like that. And, you know, if 
something doesn't go right or her target doesn't doesn't get out for one reason or another, then, well, she's got another two or three weeks to be able to smooth things over with somebody who maybe she targeted. And the more time you give somebody like Netta in the house, the more she can get you to her line of thinking and really get you on her side. So I think it's a good time for Netta to win it because she can get out somebody who may be potentially going after her. She can make friends. And also she can, um, you know, she won't have as much backlash on her. She'll have a lot of time to be able to smooth things over with the other person that ended up staying for that week. So it's a good time for her to have it a lot better than two or three weeks down the road where maybe, you know, the jury section is coming and then people are probably going to have her on her radar. And also Netta knows that she's going to have to make a case near the end now because people are going to ask her about that if she gets to the end. Like, how do you think you deserve it when you just got a crazy power that you were pretty much guaranteed with a Canada vote thing? So it's something that can also help build up her resume. So for all those reasons, I think it was a good idea for Netta to go after this head of household. All right. Well, I guess I'm opposite of you guys. I think she should have just maybe laid low for a couple more weeks because, as we all know, the dynamics of the house change. Uh, we don't know if her alliance is yep. going to even be there when she gets to uh, unsafety-wise and for her to have uh, that safety net of having people to back her. Uh, I think she could have been a great third wheel or, or I should say, like I said, the devil on the shoulder. You know, one of her teammates' alliances getting the HOH and her manipulating them to do what she wants to do because she's very good at that too, you guys, right? Absolutely. She's very good at getting people to do what she has to do and still be able to have that alliance and the less blood on her hand, the better. Um, but, you know, I, I agree with both you guys, too. I think that, you know, she does have that uh, no-care mentality. Guess what? You can't do anything to me even if you wanted to, even if you stay safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we know, the house changes so dramatically, so quickly. Um, okay, so on that aspect, you guys, do you mm-hmm. think that she made some good noms? Do you think that uh, Cassandra was the best one of the vets, which I think that it's already bad that they're going against the vets last week, uh, vets going against vets. Do you think that Cassandra is her number one to go after? I think it was great. I mean, I know we all love Cassandra, right? And we love all these house guests. But, you know, there's something about intuition when you're in the house. And we are, we clearly see that, that Cassandra's been talking about Netta, and I'm sure Netta's kind of sensing that somehow along the way, right? So she's I think it was it was a great opportunity to see, well, how is she going to handle this if I nominate her? And then it gives her options, too, if any, if any of them, like, we already know what happened with the POV, right? But, you know, it kind of, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure that she's kind of sensing, because it seems like she has a sixth sense of some sort, right? And I do want to mention, I really like what Joel said, she needs to build her resume, and that is absolutely true. And while you're head of household, you're also information gathering what she's doing the information gathering is to see where cassandra's head really is at and i'm sure it's going to surface pretty quick that she's not really in cahoots with netta yeah um i mean um really i i think netta at this point especially two or three weeks in i can see um some other people's rationales with this and and being like well okay 
we're now dead even in numbers. But it's clearly like not just two sides against each other. It's not like any of us probably expected going into it where it was going to be just, you know, eight, a, a stalemate between the eight uh, returnees and then the eight veterans. Clearly, right from the very beginning, Karen targeted two big newbies from her own thing, which is an absolute shocker to me. And shocker. I think Netta knowing two or three weeks, yeah, absolutely. And I think knowing like two or three weeks into it now, you have a good idea of the dynamics of the house, who is meshing with who and whatnot. Cassandra is somebody who, yes, she did admit before going into the house that she was going to play. And unfortunately for her, she's got a lot of baggage from how she played last time. She was riveting television. I can understand how she uh, has the fan base that she has and everything. But I think from Netta's perspective, um, targeting Cassandra, I'm just putting myself in Netta's shoes right now. It, it seems like the most logical thing to do because not only are a lot of people sort of uneasy about Cassandra in the house, the veterans and the newbies, but at the same time, um, Cassandra was clearly not happy with the fact that Netta got that power. There's clearly a bit of a jealousy thing between the two of them. They're, they're both seen as like, when you think of uh, women players in Big Brother Canada, Cassandra and Netta are at the top of the list for sure, in my opinion. Yeah. So there, there is yeah. very much sort of a jealousy thing. And it, it's like two big buff guys going at each other, two big beauty queens, right? They want One of them wants to be the prettier than the other one kind of thing. And that's unfortunately what we're seeing between um, Netta and Cassandra right now. So from Netta's perspective, she's like, okay, well, not only is Cassandra playing the exact same game and, you know, trying to cut deals with everybody right now, but at the same time, she is clearly jealous of me, clearly uneasy of me, and Netta is very astute in sensing that. So why not snuff out somebody like that, especially when you see that the newbies are not as cohesive as you would think and the veterans in the same boat. So I think um, if Cassandra does, does go home, it will suck for uh, just fans of the show because she's so great in the diary room and just – her facial expressions and, you know, how hard she plays and stuff is very, very entertaining to watch. But from Netta's standpoint in the house playing for $100,000, I unfortunately think it's a good move to do that. And you're also putting up somebody like Jackie who seems to be a very calm, cool, collected person who doesn't seem to take a lot of stuff to heart. So Jackie seems to be taking it okay. So, you know, if Cassandra goes and it happens to be Jackie still there, I don't think Jackie – is going to just directly go after Netta and have this huge vengeance. So it's, uh, I think it's probably the smartest move that Netta could do at this point. Well, they don't have to, the newbies don't have to do anything. I mean, the vets are going against the vets. The, the newbies just got to be a pawn, sit back, you know, and yeah. watch <laughs> them take each other out, I guess. But uh, I guess the biggest, the two queens, um, one will be slaying the other one this week. Uh, Cherry, do we have any questions from the chat room? Cherry? I'm sorry. I, I, we do have a, I didn't get to jot it we down. We do have a question. <laughs> we do have a question from Big Brother Ant. Um, they want to know, do you all believe that this safety has gotten to Netta's head, uh, to Netta's ego, and she is making all the moves she is making and trying to control everything due to the safety. 
And I'll let you know what um, she also, or Big Brother Aunt said, um, in a further co- uh, conversation, she said, um, don't you believe that this safety is, in a way, her job, something someone can hide behind to do whatever she wants? So um, I think, that's kind I think of an interesting way to put it. I think that's her John, I like that. A, I, I I haven't seen like I would actually expect more of it, like knowing her person, I would think that she'd be more like, oh look at you know like a woman safety, but she's a she, she's an intelligent strategic person, and she is not putting it in anyone's face. She's trying to stay under the radar. She's playing games. She's having fun. She's socializing. Um, you know, you you see her on television. She's you know actually being a very pleasant person on camera and I am seeing this seeing her and I think that she's playing it pretty humble in comparison to what I would have imagined and I think that she's doing very good you know you you don't see very many people talking about it I think it's the other people that are talking about it and she's sort of just very grateful like I feel that she's very genuinely grateful and um you know I think that she's very lucky I mean how does this happen you're you're already people have high hopes for her like everyone would dream to have this opportunity and people are fighting so hard to stay in the house and she's been handed this special gift like she's so lucky i'm jealous of her of course everybody is and uh, she's actually playing it off pretty cool and i think she's playing really well with it so yeah i uh, yeah the question absolutely i mean i think if if it is getting to her, to her head, I'm definitely not seeing it from what I've seen on the edited television show and what I've seen on the live feeds as well. I think um, if it is, she's doing a really good job at internalizing it and not letting other people see it. But Netta, um, as we all know, is a gamer. And Netta is always thinking about how do I use whatever comes to me to my advantage, whether it's a twist that is thrown somebody else's way that maybe doesn't go their way or maybe does go their way. Netta is somebody who is constantly like, okay, this is where I'm at right now. And this is how I need to play this off to the rest of the house. And I think she's doing a very good job of that because I think that's what you need to do in that situation. You you need to stay humble. Obviously, like Suzette said, it is like anybody would give anything to have a power like that. It's probably like the biggest luxury ever, but um, I mean, I don't think that it's really hurting her too much. And I think that she's already thinking like, obviously in the moment you're super excited when that happens. And then Netta's somebody who grounds herself really, really quickly. I find. And then all of a sudden is like, okay, this is what was thrown my way right now. Now this is how I need to play it off. And, and this is the next step is this. And then the next step is this. And then the next step is this. And she's very good at not not letting things get to her head too much. She'll maybe soak it in briefly, just like anybody would if you get on a really big high all of a sudden, and then, okay, now it's back to the game. And Netta not only has a big, big reputation to uphold, but Netta also uh, is somebody who, you know, was really like one or two questions away from winning a hundred grand. And then, you know, everybody, there wouldn't have been any question that she's, the greatest player to play Big Brother Canada. Most people think that already, but um, she's she's here for one thing, one thing only, and that's to win the prize. But she's patient enough to know when the right time is 
to strike and all that. So I don't see this really like getting to her head at all, at least from what I've seen. And yeah, my if I was Ned, I wouldn't be reminding anybody that I have a power anyway because nobody mm-hmm. needs to be reminded, hey, I have a power. I'm just going to pay a mm-hmm. calm, cool collective. So, of course, she's not letting it go to her head in front of people. Uh, she might be having her moments in the diary room or whatever, but she's not going to m- repeat what everybody knows and what to remind them that she's safe. So that's how she's got to play the game. She's got to just right now do what she's doing and be just talkative with everybody. Yeah, and that's another smart thing to be able to do. Sorry, I was just going to quickly touch. Michelle made a good point about, um, like, in the diary room, being all excited and maybe, you know, we saw her do her little dance and stuff in the pantry. That's another important thing, too, that could come into play is that, Fans want to see your reaction and, you know, your good DRs and, and how stoked and excited you are because that gets them pumped up. And we know that Canada has a lot of power a lot of times when it comes to twists, not only now, but down the road there will probably be some twists where it's like Canada gets to pick an HOH or a, a Diamond Power Veto or something like that. So that's there's playing to the cameras and there's also strategically placing yourself. And I think Canada is doing a good job in both those capacities. Well, you got to understand, too, also, I think that it, it, it may seem like a great gift right now, which we all see right now because she's so lucky she's safe, right? We know she's going to church. But she, like, she has to work extra harder because that puts a big target on her. So she has to work extra harder to build relationships outside of her lens, alliance and be able to accommodate friendships with all sides because she doesn't know exactly what's going to go on. She maybe have a hand of it because she's HOH and she has to, she has her alliance. But because Big Brother is full of twists, you just don't know. So because of that factor, she doesn't know if there's twists. She doesn't know if the public's viewing. And but the one thing she does know is that she's going to be number one target as soon as that power is over, right? So the true winner of Big Brother across the entire globe of any Big Brother is if you survive those twists. And so she's been handed a gift, but it could also be a curse. So she has to play more strategic than anybody else in that house right now. Yes, yes, yes. Do you guys believe the safety should have been just for a newbie? Or do you think maybe it should have been for a newbie and a vet? would have been cool if it was like a competition or something, you know, Um, because it's it's really a popularity contest. Popularity contest sucks, you know, let's just be honest, right? I mean, it's always nice when you're popular, but, you know, when you go in the house, there is no even playing field. It's going to be by popularity, and, and, uh, you know, as soon as they put it out, everyone 100% knows it's going to be Netta, right? And uh, because she's such a strategic player. Except Cassandra, obviously. Well, Cassandra... But, you know, if, if Netta can pull it off and survive for a very long period, that just takes her epic reputation of being a strategic player to another level that we've never seen before. So, you know, it would have been do nice you guys to think, see another player. Do you guys think that Netta should sit back after this HOH and maybe just let the cards play how they should and not try to win? Uh, obviously, she can't win the next HOH but maybe the next one, or do you think she just should keep going at this point, like balls to the walls, screw it, let's just go for it? 
I think everyone no. is going to be playing balls to the wall. I mean, you got Kevin in there. You got Bruno. They're going to be fighting for their lives every week. So I think that in order to keep your alliance safe, everyone's going to have to fight every week. I think it's not a bad idea, especially since Netta is bulletproof for right now, at least for the next two or three weeks, even after her HOH. It's not a bad idea, idea if uh, if a situation comes up where she gets drawn, let's say, in a veto next week or, let's see, in an HOH two weeks from now when she's eligible. Maybe there comes a point where it's one of those elimination ones and it comes down to, like, herself and some of the people that she's working really closely with, like a Bruno or a Kevin or something like that. And maybe for her, she'll, she'll think, okay, I'm bulletproof. Let me test these guys out and see what kind of faith they have in me. So maybe I'll throw this competition to them knowing that they can't go after me, but I'll plant some seeds Ooh. in their heads about who they should nominate. And then, you know, maybe if they go along with what I say, then, hey, maybe we have a really solid thing here. And if I don't, then when I'm vulnerable, look out, Bruno, look out, Kevin, or something like that. I mean, that's obviously, like, yeah. The, the odds of something like that happening, it has to have the right competition adding up to you. But, I mean, for the next couple of weeks, I think it's a good idea. Netta, it seems like, is probably going to get out a target who is, did not trust her all that much and was also targeting people she's working really closely with. We talked to Sandra, mentioned Bruno's name several times last week. Um, so I, it's it's fine for her to get out somebody right now who um, does not have a lot of trust with a lot of people in the house. And I think it's a smart move for her to sit back for the next week or two. And, you know, some of the people that she's working closely with, hopefully one of them gets head of household and then sort of subtly plant sort of these little tests to see like how solid are these people with me and are these people that I can move forward with when I will need some numbers to back me up because I'm not going to have this safety for the rest of the game. I'm going to need some numbers. So for her, I think the testing out the waters with the people that she's tight with is a smart move after her head of household is done. Mm. Interesting. Um, I got a question for you guys. Okay. So I'll start with Joel. All right. So yep. say you were in Netta's shoes and, you know, seeing what's been going on, right? And if you were the HOH, who would you nominate? Nominate one newbie, tell me the reason why, and nominate one vet, and then it'll be to Suzette. So, Joel, go for it. Uh, I mean, the... It's tough, the right? Two, yeah, it, it is. It, it, it's tough for sure. But I mean, if, if you're for sure, you're dead set on it's going to be one newbie and it's going to be one veteran, then there's there's probably two or three from each side that seem like perfectly logical choices. Uh, one of number one is probably Cassandra because of all the strategizing and deals that she was making in the first couple of weeks and by how hard she was pushing unnecessarily. So in my opinion, to save uh, Dallas last week, I think she was somebody who just like goes really, really too hard, too fast. And, uh, clearly has a jealousy thing with Netta. So Cassandra is up there for sure. And I would probably put uh, Ika up there as well, just because Ika doesn't seem like somebody who uh, is 100% trustworthy. She seems like somebody who you give a lot of information to and it'll, she, Ika is Ika. Ika's, Ika's really fun to watch. I think Ika is an awesome person in real life, but I would be very iffy on her in the house because I don't. She's somebody who can't really hold 
information into herself, and she, she's very vocal and loud and stuff, and that's what we love. That's why she's back, I think, for this season. But Ike is somebody in a game standpoint that I would be unsure of. So those two would be my considerations for the bets. And for the, for the newbies, I would say Karen would be up there for sure just because Karen doesn't seem like she has a lot of friends in uh, the house right now, so it's definitely an easy out for her. And I don't see a lot of people, a lot of repercussions. Obviously, Karen would be mad at you, but I don't think a lot of the rest of the house would like be opposed to putting Karen up. And uh, somebody like uh, like a like a like a Dre or uh, Jackie because they seem like level-headed people that would say, "Hey, you know what?" I understand this is a game, no hard feelings and whatever. And, you know, if if people truly have that mentality, then why not nominate those people? Because that means that the they're nets, not right? going to be all no pissed off at you. <laughs> no repercussions, yeah. right, Joe? Those are that's... Not me, baby. <laughs> I like blood. Go for blood. <laughs> oh, Suzette, who would you go for, girl? Let us know. Dish it. Oh, Uh-oh. man. Hey, I, boys. I, you know, well, hey, boys. <laughs> you know I'm going to put up some boys. Um, you know, Demetrius is the key to so much knowledge. And I I think I would get him out. I would really work because, you know, he's a great physical threat. He's being um, bedazzled by all these beauties. And I think that, you know, in his heart, he's love, he's fanning out and loving the the, the uh, returnees, but there's going to be a time when he knows he won't be able to compete, right? So to to make my broskies like, um, you know, Bruno and Kevin happy, I would get to meet you And um, Karen is a good, good choice as well. Uh, but I think Karen is a wild card. I think she'd be out for blood too, so I would probably get her out. Um, and then out of the vets, oh, man. Oh, that's tough. Because I mean, if if it was Suzette and Maya, I would probably want to be that person in in the, the series of Big Brother to slay the queen, and that would be Netta. And then I would have to take out Mr. Pokerface, Kevin. Kevin. All right. Yeah. Well, that was difficult. Because I know I can because it's hard. Like, yo, I could never beat them in Final Four. You guys got to get these people out, you know. And I'm sure you can rationalize it with other players. You know, so yeah, I'm just one of those um, kind of players who likes to take those kinds of risks. It would be difficult because you know um, we see what what their gameplay is, so we're looking from the outside in. Um, yeah. But uh, well, you know, I, I don't think I would go for Karen, you guys, because yeah, I wouldn't go for Karen. I mean, because obviously both Joel and you said, you know, that it's kind of an easy out, nobody would care, so then why would take her out? I mean, she's not um, a threat. The only thing is that she's a little, you know, uh, undecided. You don't know what she's going to do, well, but she did put up two newbies. Threat. and I think she's a yeah, huge she threat is. because she doesn't have the emotional ties or the, the bonds, so she wouldn't even think twice to get out strategic players. You know what I mean? A person like that, that's like when I was in the house. I had no problem if I could go all the way to the top, I would take out strong players because I didn't give a rest ass about the people in the house, right? So someone like Karen, she's going to play without emotion. She's going to be like, nope, this is what I'm doing. 
those kind of players are very dangerous players. And also, I think Karen is very unpredictable as well because Karen doesn't really, um, really have any ties to anybody. So it's kind of like okay, when you talk to her, she she could go with you know maybe an Emily and uh, Emily and Dylan, or maybe she could she's got a good rapport with Cindy. She could go with Cindy. She could go with here. So she's got um, she doesn't have ties to anybody, which I think no blood on your hands in the first two, three weeks is a smart play. That's how I would play it, at least in my opinion. Um, and also like, you know, if you're going after, if you're going after somebody like, uh, like, uh, like William, then well, Dre is really, really tight with William. You're going to piss off him. You're going to piss off Gary. You're going to piss off Kevin, who seems to be really tight with him. So, um, you know, if you're going after uh, a Dylan, not only is he a very strong competitor who could win veto and he's shown he can win comps, but then you realize that, okay, there's Emily who is sort of tied to Dylan right now. So you're pissing off the person that you nominate. That's inevitable, but you're also pissing off somebody else. And there has, there, it gets to a point where you have to do that for sure. But I personally think that it's a little too early on to be able to, to be uh, making the, huge moves at this point. That's just so, my opinion. So, Joel, are you saying, because we talked a little bit about this earlier, is it a bad move out right now on the vets' part that they are taking out vets right now um, so early in the game, and now with if Cass leaves, which I'm devastated over, is a is a 99.9% that now they're going to be down one. Um, do you think that it was smart for them to have taken Dallas out last week? And now the numbers are going to be down with Cass being out. Uh, I I think I think taking uh, Dallas out was a much riskier move because having played with Dallas, Dallas is somebody who you can take Dallas's word to the bank. Unfortunately, Dallas made a few wrong calls early on, so it was hard for people to to trust him. Plus, Dallas. Uh, doesn't really have a lot of pre-existing relationships with other people in the house. So we have to factor that in too with people that are returning players is that, you know, Kevin, Bruno and Cindy all had history together in the house and they probably talked a lot and, you know, got together with gatherings and things like that afterwards. Right. So there's, there's that sort of pre-existing thing too, that I, I don't think Dallas had, so much. I don't think it was a good move on the bets to get rid of Dallas last week. I think it's a smarter move given the way the dynamics are in the house right now to be able to take out uh, somebody like Cassandra just because like I said already, she's going around talking to everybody right now and it, it, we've clearly seen that the newbies have been in power twice and the direct targets both times for the newbies we're people from their own alliance. So clearly the newbies from what we're seeing right now are not a very strong team. Now, if Karen in week one makes the, what I think is the smart move and targets maybe like a, a Kevin or Ika or somebody like that, definitely somebody from the veteran side, then you probably say to yourself, okay, there it's clearly like a us versus them kind of thing. And then obviously your mentality kind of changes, but I don't think there's anybody with the veterans that want to say, all right, it's all vets to the end. And I don't, it doesn't seem like newbies are like that as well. Although we did see a very small little thing about Emily talking about uniting some of the newbies together. I don't know that a lot of people are buying into that. So 
you know, at this stage, it kind of seems like everybody is playing for themselves and, you know, finding the people mm-hmm. that they trust and want to move forward with. It's not, it's not like, uh, like, uh, this team versus this team kind of thing. Yeah. No, absolutely not. We've seen it. And, um, it's just <laughs> crazy to me, you know, as much as, you know, I want to see the game being played the way it is right now. Uh, to see the vets going after each other, but it is what it is. Uh, balls to the walls, I guess. They're, they're playing it right off the bat, and we love it. Um, my last I have question a couple more both questions. of you guys. Oh, okay, go go for it, Cherry, because we, we're getting close to crunch time. Okay. Um, one is wondering. Um, let's see who said this. Leslie wanted to know. Wondering if the net of jealousy has anything to do with the BB tours last year with the brothers, John, Cassandra, and Ramsey. Net it could be ticked at this. Do you know if no, I might make I hope not. No, I can't see that. I think everyone really does wish people well after they leave Big Brother, and that's what I would like to think. That's in my perfect world, right? But I don't think that people get jealous. I don't know, but I don't think people get jealous on people cheering with other people. I know Cassandra cheered with, with John, and he was with Ramsey and, and that. But, you know, I just can't see it being that petty, you know. So I think it's basically, you know what happens is, and this is what I've, I've kind of seen over the years, and I'm, I, I don't know about you, Michelle, but, or Joel, but, you know, what happens is it's very fueled by fans. And then sometimes yeah. we get excited about what my reputation is or what this person's reputation or I, I've worked hard to be in this industry and now I'm an epic player. You're an epic player. You're not a good player and I'm a good player. You know, it's a coulda, woulda, shoulda game on Big Brother. And some people work really hard more than others. But I do find that some of it can be fueled by fans. And then sometimes people can internalize that. Because you don't really ever leave this big brother world because we we live and breathe it and we're around each other even when we're not even in the game, in the real world. And sometimes some personalities are not meant to clash. And I really want to emphasize that with people who watch Big Brother. Robin Casting and the production team of Inside put together a cast of people that will be in a house that is meant for drama, excitement, romance. Um, it's also meant for people to, you know, opposite characters that are in a in a game it is a tv show it's for entertainment and it is a game and not everyone's going to get along and guess what big surprise in the real world not everyone's going to get along yeah. um i, yeah, I, no, I made no, a mistake on no, that too, that, was, that was that Beth, was Beth's right? question yeah that was Beth, not leslie joel and do you think Brother that oh, well, well one wait one 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 thing quick Joel, do you think that it's kind of ironic that um, the first two vets leaving are Big Brother 4? Do you think it's maybe that the other Big Brothers have, uh, vets have maybe been around each other longer um, and have yeah, I think, maybe, I think, you know, formed formed friendships longer than, you know, your, your Big Brother 4 people like Dallas and Cassandra? Yeah. Well, I can't speak as much for Cassandra, but I can tell you from Dallas's perspective, I hung out with Dallas a lot when I was in Edmonton, and 
I think Dallas was reserved to the fact that, hey, I had this Big Brother experience. It was a fun time, and now I'm going to go back to my life. I'll have great memories of it and everything, but I don't think Dallas for a million years ever thought that he was going to get the call back for Big Brother Canada. And Dallas is somebody who's not a big fan of the show, and I don't think Dallas did a lot of homework before going on the show this time. I think he got the call and was like, well, hell, you know, a hundred grand, you know, what am I doing now? I'm lobster fishing in New Brunswick. Of course I'm going to like, it, it's easy for me to hop on the boat and give this thing another shot. And, but I don't think Dallas cares as much about the game, like somebody like Cassandra or like Netta. But uh, in terms of the relationship thing, uh, I know Dallas doesn't have a lot of relationships with people outside of uh you know, his sort of season four core group. In fact, I don't think Dallas knows a lot of people who were on season one, season two, season three of the show, with the exception of maybe a few here and there. So um, relationships, I think, could have played a factor. And I think another thing that could potentially have played a little bit of a factor in what seems like it's going to be two straight season four people going home is that – we're it's still fresh in our minds after this it people think we're crazy when we're thinking this but it's the the game is still very fresh even though it's been a year for us since we walked through those doors um so there is a bit of an element of you know we just got out of there and you know some of us were really really close to potentially winning it so you're almost like going in there a little bit too hard and maybe you need like an extra season or so to, to decompress and be like, breathe, be in a good state of mind. And then maybe you're in a good time. You're in a good space to play the game. But sometimes people who do back to back, we've seen people like Janelle in the U S who has done it really well, effectively and similarly both times. But we've also seen some people who do the back to back who just crash and burn because they're just trying to overcorrect their games from, uh, the past season because it's still very fresh in their minds. So I think yes. those re- for those reasons are probably the biggest contributing factors as to why it seems like two season fours are going to be going in succession. Oh gosh. It's like the little bad luck curse above big brother four. I don't like it. So I don't like any bit of it. Suzette. I don't like it, but I, know. I didn't mean to cut you, know, you off cherry. You know, I just needed yeah. to ask Joe because know, it was like back to back. I know. Yeah. Big brother oh, Aunt wants to know what does everyone think about the secret panel that no one has found yet. And he said the airlock um, secret panel does open. They showed it the other night. It's in the outside area, and no one has tried to open it yet. That is, that's that. total news to me, honestly. I, yeah. um, I, Somebody I mean, open it. Yeah, well, like... Cassandra, uh, open I, it right now! Yeah, Cassandra, your life is on the line. You need, like, Cassandra has nothing open to lose right now. Panel. She might as well just, like, tear the... She might as well tear the house apart right now and hope that there's a hidden veto or some sort of a diamond You're gonna power. You've got to find an idol. Like <laughs> Yeah. She needs to find an idol. Yeah. She needs to find, I needs to find something. Hidden somewhere. <laughs> She's got nothing to lose right now because everything of campaigning that she is doing, all everybody else is doing is, is in their head, they're going, yeah, BS, BS. Whether she's being truthful or not, people, because of her reputation and because of how she was in her first couple of weeks, are just, you know, not even interested really in hearing her out. So she might as well just, like, start – throwing throwing stuff around and looking under every single nook and cranny for, for whatever she can, even if it's obvious to everyone know. else. 
Yeah. It might be somehow maybe Mary not quite. This, like, maybe Canada will save Cassandra like they did with maybe. Jeremiah. <laughs> well, yeah. you guys know that there was a you know rumors that you know Mark uh, was in sequester, but we know that's not true. Dallas, we already know that he's been out partying. So guess what? Maybe Twisto Magnifico something happens and. Cassandra gets taken into, you know, a room that overlooks the house or a sequester. Yes. You know, a senior house. Please. Please. That would be amazing. That would be classic Big Brother UK move. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, knowing Big Brother Canada and how every single season it's always been about, hey, this is something that has never, ever been done in any Big Brother season. I mean, Gary also got to come back after Final Four and got all that jury information. So, for all we know, maybe Mark and Dallas get to go into the outside world, and then all of a sudden, like, hey, this has never been done before. They had all this access to the outside world and know the dynamics of the house, and now one of them is going to get a shot to come back in. I would not, knowing Big Brother Canada and the twists that have been thrown throughout the last four seasons, I would not throw that out of the realm of possibilities, as insane as that may sound. It could be some sort of unprecedented thing, which Big Brother Canada loves to do. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them at this point, you guys, because Canada <laughs> does it does it like no other. They do their own thing and they do it great. And yeah. watching it, you know, uh, I've been watching it since season one. I don't know if any of you guys were on when I was talking about this, but I've had a lot of uh, my social media people say, you know what, Michelle, I'm going to finally watch Big Brother 5. I've never watched it before. And they were like, this is better than, like, the U.S., the cops, everything. Like, this is amazing. So this Canada is doing something amazing. Um, And you guys know that there's going to be a show tonight at 9 o'clock. So with that being said, um, uh, we need to be closing out the show. Uh, Cherry... Do you have any uh, last uh, questions from the chat room? Because they've been actually going crazy, question after question. We're trying to get this in. Uh, real quick, any other questions, Cherry? I don't think so. Does anybody in the chat room have any final questions? Yeah. I think that the, the <laughs> chat room now or forever hold them. <laughs> forever Until hold your hand, Cassandra, please. Oh, yes, Sandra, <laughs> some survivor. Listen, Sandra from Survivor, please ooze out your queen vibes and your agility to make it past Tribal Council and give it to Cassandra, please. Please. Big Brother Aunt, I just post a picture of the um, airlock panel that is the secret panel that opens on his Twitter okay. account. So um, we can go on, on Twitter. I'm surprised William hasn't done that. That was his strategy going in. If you look at his bio, he was like, yeah, I'm going to push every single wall that is in the house like when I walk in there. So uh, maybe William will find it. No, if that is still something he is thinking about right now. Yeah. Well, I want to know I what mean, that's I, that's I triple this season. Yeah. Yeah, there will there'll be Already. a triple probably eviction. I, I think so. I mean – yeah. You know, it's been done before. Um, just real quick before we go, Joel, yeah. 
Thank you so much for uh, coming on. I know that you're fresh off the season. I just want to ask you real quick because I know, uh, you know, Suzette came off season one and now it's season five, and I'm ancient as all can be. I have dust coming off of me. Uh, How does it feel to watch people in your bed eating your porridge and just being fresh out of the house? Is it kind of a weird feeling? It's a really, really weird feeling because – um, yeah, like I said, like once you're in there, it, it's sort of like when you're, if you're making a move to a new place, it's, it's, it's weird. It's foreign for the first, uh, first few days. And all of a sudden you become really acclimatized to that. And then when you walk out of there, you, you know, that, that was your life. So it, it's very, it's still very weird, uh, a year, a year later, but, um, I think it's, probably a good thing that at least for the time being that I'm not in there just because um, you're so still kind of in game mode and everything like that, that, that it would be hard for me as a super fan of the show to be able to contain my seven, to be able to be like, I just had this unbelievable experience within the house for 70 days. And all of a sudden like, Hey, guess what? You're going back right now. I, I, I don't know that that would necessarily be the best for my uh, gameplay and everything like that. But it is uh, a little weird to, to, to be seeing like, oh, that's where I uh, would, would sleep over in that corner bed. Or like even the have-not room and stuff. Even though the have-not room looks way worse than it did for uh, my season, I'm just like, well... It looks well, like a dinosaur much, corpse. <laughs> yeah, like I, but like I pretty much lived in the have-not room. That was my place to go not that it was my goal or anything like that to be able to be a have not for five weeks in there but um i'm just like you know that's it's, I, i'm the slop king if there's anything that i can have i won't i don't have the title of the brother canada winner but i do have the most time on slop so i'll, I'll always well, have that for the time being listen wear that title proud that's it there you go you know um, and Joel and Suzette, I got something to say to you guys. I can't yeah. wait to see you guys in 10 days. Yeah. In 10 days. I can't wait to see you guys. Yeah. I cannot wait to I'm see excited. you guys. I'm so I excited. Can I play I, the Reality Rally 2017 commercial? Yeah. I'm yeah. Um, I don't know if we're going to have time, Cherry. Uh, we're getting close to the, the crunch time. Yeah. Um, but both Joel and Suzette are going to be attending Reality Rally. Um, it's going to be happening um, April 6th. Well, it's going to be actually happening April 7th, 8th, and 9th, but we'll be there the 6th. Um, I can't wait to see the both of you guys um, for Michelle's Place, Reality Rally, Best Cancer Awareness. Um, Suzette, thank you so much Aww. for always sizing yeah. up Big Brother Canada. Um, any last words from you, Suzette, before we give um, Joel wanna, his I'm last words? I love it. Thank you so much, Sherry. Thank you so much, Michelle. And I'm so awesome to talk to you, Joel. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I just want everyone to follow us on social media. And uh, to all the fans out there, you know, there's sometimes some people are trash-talking house guests and um, on social media. And just, just understand that we're coming off a show that we love, too, and we're fans. And there's nothing worse than lateral violence. And I just wish that, you know, to spread the word, to share positivity rather than that. That's right. Love, love, love. There's enough hate in this world, right? Yes. All right. And, Joel, do you have any last words that you want to give to Manic Monday listeners? 
Uh, no, I mean, just thanks everybody for, for tuning in. Thanks again, Michelle, for, for having me a few times already. I'm always game for sitting down and talking, uh, big brother Canada. And, uh, yeah, just to Suzette's point, you know, everybody's got their opinions. Everybody's super passionate and you, nobody's opinion is ever going to be the same on there, but, uh, you know, try to do unto others as others would do unto you and, you know, be, be respectful uh, of others. And, you know, you can, it's fine to not be a fan of somebody else that is in there, but just try to stay away from the name calling and things like that. Just, you know, you can be like, this person is doing this wrong. And then that's it. You don't need to like elaborate and be like, this person is dumb. This person is moronic for doing this or whatever like that. So just be, just be mindful of that. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying a great, great season so far. Absolutely. Thank you, Jill. And we would love to have you back on before the end of the um, season and join myself, Cherry, and Suzette and give us, you know, um, your opinions on what's been going on, um, you know, uh, in a few weeks. And uh, can't wait also to see you guys um, in Niagara Falls. I'll be attending. So, all right, let's close out the show. Thank you, Suzette. Thank you, Joel. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Love you guys. Love you guys, and I hope you guys both have a great night. Okay? Love you guys. Good night. Good night. Good night. night. All right, Cherry. I can't with them, too. I just love them. We got the the season one. We got the season four. (laughs) And then we got U.S. with the triangle of Cherry Love. That's all we need. (laughs) Uh, Cherry, but Great we do tonight. have one thing that's going on. We got Big Brother Canada happening in less than 20 minutes. We have our next week's show, which um, I am not 100% confirmed yet, but I know uh, you guys will like this matchup with Suzette, myself, and Cherry. Uh, I will let you guys, I'll keep you posted. I spoke with this individual today, and they cannot wait to come on and talk about Big Brother Canada, which is another Big Brother Canada alum. And I'll just say he is from season four. So we don't want to put any curses on season four. And I'm going to tell you right now, my Cassandra Better find the room. Better find the cloud. Are better find the mouse. Better I don't find something. Are you gonna tell us? No. I don't wanna jinx Are you it. You're gonna tease us. You're gonna tease yeah. us. I'm teasing you guys like a tease brush or a teaser. A tickler? <laughs> no, that's that's beyond all right. I'm going beyond what I'm supposed oh, we're going in the wrong um, direction here. We're going the wrong direction. We got to close out the show now, Cherry, because we all got to go to the bathroom. We got to get our snacks. We got to get our drinks. We got to make sure the link is right. And it usually takes me about ten minutes to get the link right for Big Brother Canada because they, I think they're 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 sniffing out these links, so they keep cl- closing them out, and then I got to find another one, just like probably everybody else. So, Cherry Pie, I love you. Everybody in Manic Wonderland, I love you. Let's close out the show, and can't wait to see you guys next week. Let's go. I want to remind everybody to join us on Thursdays for our Survivor Recap Show 
Mike and the Mike with Mike Albright. He had two great guests last week, and he's going to do it again this week. I can't tell you who they are. I don't know yet, but he always has great guests. Survivor is amazing this year, as always. So remind, uh, remember to join us on Thursday nights. Our show is an hour earlier this season at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central. Join us for that on Thursday nights. Mike and the Mike, then back here again on Mondays for Manic Monday with Michelle Costa and her special guest next week that she's teasing us about. And Suzette will be back here with us next week as well to size up Canada. So make sure you're here at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central next Monday. That's it for us tonight, folks. Thank you all so much for being here. Those of you who were in the chat room chatting with me, love you so much for being there in the chat room with me. Those of you who will be listening to us in podcasts, we love you as well. Everyone have a great week. Here's Ron to close us out for the night. Take care. God bless. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. It's always fun with Michelle Costa and Manic Mondays. Say good night, Michelle. Good night, everybody. Happy Big Brother Canada. (laughs) All right. That's a wrap for us tonight, everyone. Have a great week. And remember to be kind to each other out there. Good night, all. God bless. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.